Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking all about interest rates. There's talk of the Fed raising the interest rates before the end of the year. Will that actually impact you? And do you even care? Ah, can you feel it? Change is in the air, right? And I'm not just talking about the presidential election, which we're going to have to do a few podcasts on. Like, let's just be real, right? Because it is crazy out there. I don't know which candidate you like, maybe you don't like either candidate, but they each have some very interesting um, kind of money ideas that that might not have an impact on your, your finances right now, but they're definitely things that you need to know about, right? In order to be smart with your money, you got to know lots of different things and how it actually is going to impact your money. But Today, we're talking all about that little tiny thing called interest rates. And if you've listened to the news at all lately, you've probably heard lots of teasers about, ah, is the Fed going to raise the interest rates? Are they? Aren't they? Are they going to raise them two times, one time? What is it going to be? It's like a jump ball, right? It is craziness and nobody knows. And that's the crazy thing about the Fed, right, is they have 
all of this power. <laughs> and it's like they have this, you know, kind of like secret cauldron, you know, and they're like spinning this potion around and everybody out there is like, ooh, you know, are they going to put the hex on us or not? And, you know, the reality actually is, you know, if they raised it one time, if they raised it two times, it's not going to have a life shattering impact on you, but it is going to make a difference in, in, especially in certain areas. And, you know, one of my sort of missions with this podcast is that you guys are also like super knowledgeable and aware of, you know, economic things, world things, you know, that you just, you have kind of this toolkit of knowledge and whether or not this actually applies to your life right now, right? If you were like at some swanky, you know, cocktail party, right? And you're trying to impress like your boyfriend or girlfriend and uh, let's say their boss is there and their boss is talking and the boss is like, hey, yeah, so, you know, I'm really thinking like things are going to get crazy with this election and what happens if the Fed raises the interest rates? You can then pipe in with some really interesting information. Imagine that, right? And suddenly like your boyfriend or girlfriend is like, oh my God. Who is this person? Like, you are now going to be the hottest person at the party. I'm just telling you. I'm serious. (laughs) Really, actually, no, I am. You can actually really wow people even when you just start giving the smallest bit of money or economic information because most people don't know, right? They listen to the news. You hear the stories like, oh, the Fed's going to raise the interest rate, right? And it's like background noise. It's just in the back of your head. And you're like, I don't even know what the Fed is. I don't even know if I should care. Do I care? Do I not care? All I'm really thinking about is like what topping I want on my pizza tonight for dinner, right? And I get it. Like there are certain things that come on the news and and I know I should care. and, And I just actually don't care because I'm done that day with things that I should care about. But today I'm giving you one extra thing that I want you at least to know about so you can be somewhat educational. So The first thing is, what the heck is the Fed funds rate, right? It really just simplicity. No, that's not the right word. Hmm. You can tell it's the end of the day when I'm recording this podcast, when I start like coming up with my own words that actually aren't in the dictionary. All right. It's simply, that was the word I was looking for. So banks lend to banks, right? They exchange money like virtually every night. And so the supply of money is like constantly floating around banks to banks, to banks, to banks, to bank. It's the way it's always been. So the Fed fund rates is literally just the rate at which the banks lend to each other. Okay. That is the simple definition, but really what the Fed fund rate is, is it's used to control the supply of money, which also controls inflation. And again, inflation is what something costs you today, it might cost you more tomorrow. So like if you've gone to the grocery store lately and you're like, oh my God, you know, I spent a hundred dollars and there's nothing in my cart. That's inflation. Things are just going up rapidly. And so the Fed fund rate is used to kind of curb inflation so that things don't increase so much that incomes haven't increased as well, right? Because if If the price of like products and goods, you know, went through the roof, like if suddenly, you know, tomorrow it costs us, I don't know, $20 to buy a can of Coke, well, we probably wouldn't buy soda. We would switch to something else, right? 
So that that is what inflation does. Inflation literally erodes your money. And it is the reason why I kind of beat over your head over and over again to start saving as much as you can, put money in your 401k, because what happens is over time, um, the amount of money that you have, you're going to need a lot more of it, right? So you might be able to live now on, you know, I don't know, I'm just picking this out of the air, like a $50,000 salary, but in 10 years, in order to afford the things that you're paying for now, you may have to earn, you know, 75000 or 100000 whatever it may be. So again, inflation is kind of like, it is the bad angel on your shoulder and it's always going to get you in trouble. So you're always trying to like outpace that, you know, it's not really a bad angel, right? It's a bad devil. That's what I meant to say. It's the devil and the angel. Okay. Yes, I got it now. So it's the devil. All right. So inflation is the devil and also interest rates. So they're using the Fed fund rate to um, really keep a cap on interest rates to either raise them up or to lower them. And the way you need to think about this is when they raise interest rates, right? When they raise the fund, Fed fund rates, it gets more expensive to borrow. When it goes down, it gets less expensive to borrow, right? When it goes up, you have usually better savings rates. So you usually can earn more like in CDs, high yield savings accounts, all those sorts of things. When the Fed fund rate goes down, your saving rate sucks, right? I think right now um, the average saving a rate in savings account is like uh, point, uh, I think it's 0.08%. It's, it's really low. It's so close to zero. It's, it's ridiculous. And it's been like that for a really long time. And, and that's why it's really critical when the Fed fund rate is low that, you know, you look for any ways possible to get some sort of decent interest rate. So right now the Fed fund rate is at a half a percent, right? Half a percent is still really, really low. Now they've raised the Fed fund rates one time this year, one quarter percent. And that's normally what they do is they raise it like a quarter percent. They don't go from, you know, 0.5 to two in one fell swoop because what would happen, right? Inflation would go through the roof. Um, people would be like in a panic. You know how um, on the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, I guess it's called, right? <laughs> Everybody lines up to, you know, get whatever kind of crazy deal, right? And there's a panic. You see those, like, you seen those um, shots on the news where people are literally just, like, pushing each other through the store? <laughs> That's what it would be like. So, you know, they're smart enough to realize, the government's smart enough to realize, like, okay, we can't do it that way. Um, oh my gosh, this is such a side thing, but have you gone to one of those sales? I went a couple years ago on kind of a dare. Somebody said, I dare you to get up at, you know, what was it, like 3 a.m., uh, something ridiculous like that, and go to the store. And if you go to the store, like, I'll give you 100 bucks and you can buy whatever you want. Well, 100 bucks for one day, of course, I'm going to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. But I will have to admit that I was really miserable standing in line, and I really wished that I could just give the $100 back. But I think I was being a little bit too proud, and uh, I had to, like, fulfill the mission. So of course I bought stuff and then, you know, I came home and went back to sleep. But I know there's probably a lot of you listening that like live for those Black Friday sales. And listen, I'm just going to give you my money and my list. 
And if you could take care of it for me, I'd really appreciate it because I don't, I don't, I don't do well with that. I'm kind of one of those people that needs like at least seven hours of sleep. And it's not that I get grouchy or I probably get, if you ask my husband, he probably would tell you that I get grouchy. It's not that I get grouchy. I'm going to say that. Um, it's just that, Hey, I, I like my sleep. Anyway, this has nothing to do with fed fund rates, but I just thought it would be a fun diversion. So the highest the Fed fund rate ever was, was in 1979 to 1980, and it was at 20%. Okay, that might not sound like a lot to you, but if at that time you were trying to buy a car or buy a house, you were SOL. Like you really were not happy with life at that time, because that's a huge amount of interest to pay on any type of loan, now you were also earning a lot more in your savings accounts and, uh, you know, all sorts of investments, but still like if you had to pay, you know, 20% on your mortgage, you probably couldn't afford that big of a house or I, it is just, it was not a good time. The lowest that the interest rate has ever been was in 2008 and it got all the way down to 0%. And, you know, of course you can't go any lower than 0%. It's been hovering at a quarter percent for a really long time. And we all know what happened in 2008, right? Everything went crazy. Uh, The stock market went crazy. Um, The subprime housing market exploded. People lost jobs. Um, Probably many of you have suffered the effects of what happened in 2008. So that was not a good year. And you know, what really spurred on this podcast was I was reading an article from CNBC, a recent article, um, and there was a quote in there from um, an expert at bankrate.com. And, you know, they were really talking about, okay, so we know the Fed's going to raise the interest rate, right? I mean, it's, it's inevitable. It can't stay this low. But what kind of impact is that actually going to have on your daily life? Like, are you going to actually feel this raise or are you not? And, you know, there's a couple of key areas where you might or might not feel it. And the first is with mortgages. So there's two different flavors of mortgage, right? We can have a fixed mortgage, which means your payment, your interest rate, everything's fixed. Or we can have an adjustable rate mortgage. And the unfortunate thing is that, you know, for the past uh, many years now, adjustable rate mortgages have been even cheaper than fixed mortgages because the interest rates have been so low. But what happens is, and what history tells you, is that the whole reason we got into this mess was that uh, adjustable rate mortgages were going through the roof and people couldn't afford the payments, right? And so they stopped making the payments. 2008, I mean, this, you see what I mean? Like history has a way of repeating itself. So I am definitely not a fan of an adjustable rate mortgage. I understand why people might have them. Uh, You might have an adjustable rate mortgage. If you do, just know that you are going to feel some effect when the interest rates goes up. Again, it's not going to have you screaming and, you know, jumping off, you know, jumping out of the window, I should say. It's not going to have you doing anything dramatic, but you are going to feel it in your payment. I'm a huge fan of fixed. I love fixed. Why? Because you always know how much you're going to pay every single month. And, you know, it's not going to go up. You know, you can get a 30-year fixed mortgage right now. The interest rates are somewhere near their record lows. 
you know, around like 3.6%. That's super low for a mortgage. Now, remember, we're comparing that to the high 20%. I I really like 3.6%. It's a super low mortgage. So, you know, I just say like, get it on fixed and forget it. Don't have to think about it. Don't have to panic about it. Don't have to worry about it. It's worth it, even if it's just a little bit more expensive right now than the adjustable rate mortgage, because in the end, you're going to win the game, right? Because you're not going to have to stress about these things. Okay, also auto loans. So, um, you know, a, a quarter percent raise of the interest rate, you know, on a $20,000 loan, it's minuscule. It may be an extra buck to three bucks a month. You're barely going to feel it in your payment, right? So again, don't panic about auto loans. Now, what might happen when the interest rates get up to a certain point is they might start taking away those 0% loans, those super low cost loans, and that might impact you buying a car. But remember, good credit wins. Good credit wins in all of these situations. And that's why it's super important that you know, you're, you're managing your credit. You got an app that you're uh, using, Credit Sesame, Credit Karma, whatever you like, where you're constantly, you know, looking at your credit and managing your credit. And you're also checking your credit score at least once a year. And you're doing what you need to do in order to fix your credit. Remember, the key thing about credit, the, the largest impact on your credit score is just paying your bills on time. That's all you have to do. You just have to pay those puppies on time. You know, you get a 30-day late, not a big deal. You get a 60-day late, you're going to start feeling it in your credit score. You get a 90-day late, your credit score is um, its not going to like you very much, all right? So moral of the story, good credit wins. All right, then we've got our credit cards, and most credit cards are based on variable rates, Right? So, um, you know, it can go up and down and most people don't actually spend any time looking at your credit card interest rates, but I want to give you a project. I really want you to know what your interest rates are because I'm going to guarantee you that you're going to look at them and they're going to be across the board, right? Some are going to be really low, some are going to be really high. And what you're going to want to try and do is get rid of those really high ones, either move them on 0% cards, do whatever you need to do to kind of get rid of those. Again, if you miss a payment, that interest rate's going through the roof. It's shooting up and it won't come back down, right? So you're going to have to do a Hail Mary and all sorts of things to get that interest rate back down. So again, you're probably going to feel a difference in your minimum payment when the interest rates go up. Um, you know, it, it's, it's going to be over time, right? And it's not going to be a gigantic impact, but you are going to notice those interest rates ticking up just a little bit. So again, be super diligent with your credit score. Be super diligent with your credit. Um, I can't say this enough. If you use a car credit card responsibly, like a debit card, you charge your monthly expenses, you pay them off at the end of the month, you run with your rewards and your cash back and whatever it may be, right? You are quote unquote, <laughs> gaming the system. You're not gaming the system, right? I mean, you're not doing anything legal. You're not doing anything crazy, but you're using them smartly. You're getting something for the amount of money you're, you're spending. That's a win-win all day long. It doesn't matter if, you know, you only get enough points for like a $20 Amazon gift card. 
it's something. It's something that you wouldn't have had, you know, had you not been using your credit card. In fact, last year, I was actually able to buy almost all of my Christmas presents, like on Amazon, and luckily now you can buy everything on Amazon. So everybody got something from Amazon. Don't tell them it came from Amazon. But anyway, um, I used credit card points, right? And we barely had to pay any money out of pocket because we had so many reward points. So I was kind of like saving them all throughout the year, you know, to use them that way. And I mean, there's a million different things that you can do with your points, but I really want you to focus on like getting something for what you're spending. That's really, um, it's really key. It's really smart. It's, it's, it's managing your money smartly. Okay. Lastly, savings. So again, we talked about, you know, interest rates goes up, saving rates go up too. Um, but don't hold your breath for interest rates on your savings account to suddenly, you know, jump up or, you know, if you have money that you're going to put in a CD, like, you know, I really wouldn't wait on bated breath that, you know, it's going to be a dramatic change. Um, but this is again, why I always talk about using a high yield interest, uh, savings account like ally, you know, capital one, three sixty, um, synchrony, all of those, types of accounts where you're at least going to get more interest rate than you would in your traditional bank savings account. And a lot of times you have a lot of extra features. Maybe you can use uh, a lot more ATMs. I mean, there's all sorts of things that these like innovative banks are doing now to really lure you in. But what I really want you to do is just be like a good student of, you know, how much interest am I paying on certain things? And then how much interest am I earning on certain things? You know, your, your 401k, your IRA, your Roth, you know, how much interest did I actually earn last year? Like what was the net effect, right? Um, it doesn't have to be gangbusters. It doesn't have to be, you know, a ton, but you know, you need to be in the positive and, you know, kind of a segue, a lot of people don't realize, you know, if you have your money in a 401k, IRA, Roth, you actually are paying fees. So what's happening is the fees are actually eroding your um, your interest amount. And so you want to make sure that, you know, you're not paying a ton in fees so that at the end of the day, you know, you are netting out positive. You know, I, I want you to be, you know, four, six, eight percent. I want you to be in that territory of interest. And unless, you know, it's just a really crappy, uh, stock market year, then, you know, of course you're going to be down, uh, struggling at the bottom with, with everyone else. Um, so, you know, to sum it up, the, the news is going to try and use all sorts of scare tactics. We see it with the election. You know, I mean, my God, it's like, I don't know about you, but I, I really actually am kind of tired of, you know, turning on the news and it's like, okay, he said, he said this, she said that they did this, they did that. You know, it's all just kind of this like one upping game and it it gets really frustrating. Luckily we only have a few more months of this to go. Um, but the same thing with, you know, finances, they're really going to start playing up how each of the candidates are, you know, thinking about different financial uh, concepts, you know, what's going to happen with different things when they're in office. But you're also going to hear a lot about the Fed fund rates. You're going to hear a lot about them increasing. And um, there's probably going to be a little bit of panic that they try and put in people. But what I'm here to tell you is, you know, you're not going to have a dramatic impact. 
But, you know, if the rate keeps going up, if they keep raising it a couple times a year, yeah, you are going to start to feel it eventually. So this is really when, you know, you just need to pull out tools from your money toolkit that you guys have been learning and just be smart with your money. Be, make smart money moves. Um, you got the skills. You know what you're doing. Uh, again, you've got like these cool uh, cocktail party tips about Fed fund rates that you can just like whip out and really like wow the crowd. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure how wild a lot of them will be about Fed funds, but look, it, it makes you look super smart. <laughs> and even if you get it a little wrong, you still know more than, than most people do. So as always, please feel free to follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game, Instagram at millennial underscore money. And hey, we're on Facebook too. So look us up, Millennial Money. Um, join in on the party there. We're going to start to do some uh, Facebook Live stuff. So please feel free to connect there and uh, have an awesome day.